Why do we exist? Were we created with a purpose? Or are we just here by chance? What are we to believe about life, faith, and worldview? Welcome to The Universe Next Door, focusing on answers to the questions we all consider. The Universe Next Door is supported by the C.S. Lewis Society, Trinity College of Florida, and supported by gifts from listeners just like you. Discover more resources and continue the conversation at apologetics.org. And now, your host, the research professor of Bible and theology at Trinity College of Florida, author and speaker, Dr. Tom Woodward. Welcome to The Universe Next Door, and thank you for joining us today, where we equip believers with the tools necessary to defend the Christian faith, and where we invite skeptics to embrace the Christian faith. Dr. Woodward, I'm excited for what we're talking about today. How are you? I am just doing peachy keen. I'm having a great day. We here at the Trinity College campus, where the C.S. Lewis Society has been housed for the past 30-plus years, we finished final exams, and the students are shouting, Eureka! I got to the top of the mountain, and it's a great, and it's a great view from the top. Yeah, it's, so a, it's a good they're, feeling. They're having fun. Yeah, good, very good feeling. We had a social uh, issues class, kind of like modern uh, contemporary issues, and we have, uh, I think we've got an explosion of excitement among the students in that class because they got a chance to read some of the most powerful new books, Engaging Culture, with the truth of Christ, the truth of Scripture, and uh, I mean Nancy Piercy's book, Love Thy Body, is a must-read. I think I've mentioned it maybe once before on our program mm-hmm. in recent weeks, but that that book has blown us away. And one of our students wrote such a nice little kind of a short review of Robert George of Princeton University, the conservative, um, mere Christian uh, commentator on culture. He, he actually teaches the required course for those going to grad school in areas of uh, law, especially if you're just going to law school. You have to take his constitutional interpretation class. It's pretty much required. And he is a blazingly rock-ribbed, um, I would say, biblically-based worldview guy who, who actually is such an, an, a one-off. He's such an oddity at Princeton today. The students flock to hear what he has to say. In other words, they've never heard a biblical point of view presented in the public venue quite like Robert George has been doing. So I had the students read his amazing essay on liberal Gnosticism. It's also required reading for my students. And that, that essay is like a summary of Nancy Piercy's book, Love Thy Body. So we're all like a, a buzz. The students are just buzzing with like, wow. Uh, discovered Robert George, discovered Nancy Piercy, and then the third discovery, which we made with our students, is the Francis Schaeffer, of course, who, whose name almost needs no introduction. If anybody's been following apologetics for the last 50 years, Francis Schaeffer, his famous ministry, Labrie, uh, based originally in the Swiss Alps, but now global. And Francis Schaeffer's work, of course, is uh, How Now Should We, Le- Should we Live? is uh, on YouTube. All 10 of the half-hour segments brilliantly produced are on YouTube. We watched two of them as part of their final exam, and they were like exploding like Saturn V rockets right there in the room. They said, oh my goodness, now we know why everybody has been speaking so highly of Francis Schaeffer. So we're having a party moment at the time. So I hope you're having a good uh, May, Nick. Yeah, I am. I'm, in, I'm enjoying That's- myself. Staying That's busy. wonderful. Why? And I appreciate you being the tech director. Let me just mention, we are excited to have joining us as co-host of the program this summer, 
an amazing rising star apologist, and uh, his name is Michael Berhow, B-E-R-H-O-W, if you want to look him up on the internet. He was the professor of philosophy at, at the University of South Dakota, or maybe it was South Dakota State University, and he worked with the Ratio Christi Club. He actually managed to capture um, a video, a lecture, when they invited uh, to South Dakota State University, uh, one of the top, um, Dan Wallace, one of the top guys in the world on you know, modern study and analysis of the New Testament documents. And Mike Burhau is going to be joining the program. By the way, his, his Dan Wallace uh, video that he, he oversaw the production of has over a million hits to it. So that's quite something. And so Mike Burhau, an expert on the argument for design and answering, countering the Darwin jabs against that argument, um, the area of called disteleology. How's that for a vocabulary word this week? Disteleology. <laughs> yeah, put D-Y-S on front of teleology, and, and you have the idea that bad design pervades the universe. And so Mike Burhau is does a great job of dismantling that argument uh, used by Darwinists on a regular basis. So he's our expert uh, combater of disteleology arguments. But the good news is that he is generally, all across the spectrum, very well-versed in apologetics. And so it's been a, a real joy to uh, look forward to having him join us as co-host along with me on the program for a, a number uh, of the summer events because his uh, teaching duties are now relieved. He lives here in the Tampa Bay area and has co-taught a course on design with me at Trinity College. Well, uh, is it time for me to announce uh, the theme for the day? Yes, that'll be awesome. Let's do it. Okay, well, today our topic is C.S. Lewis and Christ to the world. What do we mean by that? C.S. Lewis is not exactly known as a missionary in the technical sense of crossing a cultural barrier or boundary to take the good news of Christ and the totality of the Christian worldview to an unreached group, an unreached nation, an unreached culture. And yet, that's exactly what Lewis was effective at doing. And his work has now been so uh, amazingly powerful at exploding out of the, let's say, British and Anglo tradition, uh, English-speaking world, of course, of America, uh, the United States of America, Canada, of course, Great Britain, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. Those would be the main countries that are rooted in this English-speaking tradition. So all of his works, of course, written in, of course, British style, but still, you know, standard English, are understandable to all English speakers. But so many of his books have been translated into other languages. It's astounding. I think Mere Christianity is in over 35 languages and so we are seeking this month and in the coming weeks to really put the word out about a project where we are working, C.S. Lewis Society, that's our ministry name here based in Tampa, Florida, founded at Princeton University in 1975. But we are seeking, the C.S. Lewis Society is partnering in an exciting project with the ministry group based over in Belgrade, in the capital of Serbia, where used to be Yugoslavia. They call these countries the Balkans. And, of course, it includes a whole slew of countries, uh, including uh, Macedonia. 
and uh, Montenegro uh, has now kind of broken off. It's a separate country from Serbia. And uh, I was actually scheduled to hop over to Montenegro on a flight from Belgrade, and I had to cancel the last part of my speaking trip exactly one year and one month ago. So we're talking about the middle of, of March, this the end of the first uh, part of March, and I had to basically scramble to get a return ticket because uh, the president was closing travel coming back from Europe into the U.S. because of COVID. Wow. The crisis was, was exploding. But I had managed to speak on five different venues, uh, five different cities in, in Yugoslavia or now Serbia. And Samuel Petrovsky, we can pray for him and his leadership. He is the head of the International Fellowship of Evangelical Students, sort of like the InterVarsity name overseas. And so he, uh, as I spoke on C.S. Lewis, they asked me to give a couple talks. And the students and the young professors there are going like bonkers, crazy wild, to the extent that they can understand the English translation. And they said, we only have one older translation of your Christianity and almost nothing beyond that in Serbian. And I'm thinking, you don't even have problem of pain? I mean, when I teach C.S. Lewis at our college, I, I have my students read together. We read together the problem of pain. We read together not only Mere Christianity, but also the book Miracles. Uh, we read together essays from his masterpiece collection called God in the Dock by C.S. Lewis. Fifty short pieces, just brilliant, all of them, amazing, staggering, powerful. And uh, so when I, when I talked to them, and I mentioned even Lewis was the co-founder of the science fiction genre. I mean, he wrote not one, not two, but three science fiction novels themed of course with christian truth and they were they were exploding i mean their, their heads were practically metaphorically speaking exploding uh with um you know smoke and excitement of like what can we do so they have put together a project to translate not one or two but five key books of lewis into serbian and they have been, managed to put together a budget, which keeps it well under $30,000. So what I'm going to do is just announce today a special Serbia ministry fund. And this will go toward the translation and publication, securing the rights. The C.S. Lewis Company is, uh, has been contacted. They're happy with a very um, good arrangement, but we just need to fund it. And so... Um, the the channel, of course, uh, tax-deductible contributions can be sent to C.S. Lewis Society. You can either go online to apologetics.org and just do a designation Serbia. That's all you need to put, Serbia, S-E-R-B-I-A. It's the country, of course, where um, Belgrade and uh, Bacchki Petrovac, and I could name another you know, half a dozen cities that would be uh, fun to uh, just give a little you know, kind of jaunt step-by-step uh, step through that trip, but we don't have time for that today. But what I will say is that, is that Lewis, I think, smiling down from heaven, would be thrilled to know that his writings, and we just pray, and I'm asking for prayer. I'm asking for those who listen to this program, maybe you've never ever once uh, donated. Uh, and this is a, a mission project that is uh, impending. We just need support for it to make it happen, and it's exciting, and it has vast impact. And I can see us even having, in the capital of Belgrade, a conference 
hosted by Samuel Petrovsky and his group, featuring the writings of C.S. Lewis and introducing, reintroducing Lewis to the whole country. Now, Nick, let me just say, is that not exciting when plans are underway to do a massive outreach to people who've never had a personal relationship with Christ across a whole European country together? Especially when you're talking about how they only had this one old writing of C.S. Lewis. I mean, it's 2021, and we have this stuff so readily available. Um, but I'm, I'm interested to see how that will change some of their perspectives, just having that available to them. Oh, yes. And, and as I, I've shared some of the specific essays from God in the Dock, uh, one of them is called Man or Rabbit. And that's one essay that I have my students read. And my students at Trinity College, when we have our C.S. Lewis course, and we're reading his science fiction, and we're reading his, um, you know, the radio talks turned into essays, short pieces called Mere Christianity. And when, especially when we read chapter 3 of The Problem of Pain called The, the, the Goodness of God, it's just the students um, just take off to a whole new level. I mean, their appreciation for Lewis, it just doesn't it double. I would say it increases a hundredfold. And, they, and then they're infected with the good stuff that he's done. And, and Lewis truly, truly had a vision to reach the world for the person of Christ, dying, who has died for our sins, who's risen again from the dead, who is the king of the universe, and calls on everyone to repent, to turn from their sin, to turn from their, their, their just repeated, to use uh, Professor John Lennox at Oxford's comment, the the, the mess that we've made, and often we've made messes in other people's lives. And so it was, again, quoting John Lennox, the Oxford mathematician, Jesus took all that yuck. I think that's a technical term for dirty stuff, right? Yeah, very technical. <laughs> I just love John Lennox describing it this way. Jesus took the yuck of our sin on his own shoulders, every bit of it, and made a payment. And all we need to do is turn from our sin and turn to make him... Um, to, uh, as it were, embrace him, look to him, trust him as our one and only Savior. And we are eternally rescued from our sins once we make that commitment, that turn, that repentance and trust, entrusting our eternity to him who died, who loved us enough to die from. The evidence is overwhelming historically. I mean, even the secular historian Tacitus wrote in his uh, critical volume, the early second century volume, the Annals of Empiric, imperial rome tacitus himself who is no christian far from it he recorded the actual event of the uh, crucifixion and even names pontius pilate as the one in charge of that event i mean so this is secular recorded history i could talk about josephus i could talk about the many other secular references to christ his historically rock rib but it's not just he died but he rose again and again, if you take the work of Habermas in combination with Lewis, Gary Habermas of Liberty University, his work on the resurrection is massive. It's just a breakthrough of breakthroughs, what he's done in the last 30, 35 years with his minimal facts understanding. And the whole scholarly community is just kind of swerved. It's pivoted. And suddenly the majority, even of atheists and agnostic scholars, are saying there's something weird here. There's something we can't put our finger on. We, there's something that calls our attention to an astounding credibility of this report. Unless your worldview rules out miracles ahead of time, which is very anti-intellectual. That's about as anti-intellectual as you can get if you take your philosophy and make it like a, 
a, a dictator, and it dictates what you can consider among theories and what you cannot consider. That's talk about subjugation, injustice, oppression. That's where philosophical ideas become oppressors and do not allow the truth to even be spoken or considered. And so I think that one of the things I'd, I'd like to bring out is just to challenge. I mean, even a $5, $10, $20, $100 donation, even something on that modest range would be pivotal. If we had 500 people do $10 each, guess what that would be? That would be 5000 That would be a quarter of the budget to make the Serbian translation of five C.S. Lewis books just simply happen. This would be an explosion of truth, an explosion of C.S. Lewis's best of the best, because they're going to be translating the entire volume of God in the Dock. That just blows me away. Wow. They're going to be translating the mere Christianity book, such so pivotal. And the only book that they have is one right now, is one, I think, uh, Nick, you'll laugh at this. The book, the book they have sitting on the shelf is, has a huge long introduction by a uh, Greek Orthodox or Russian Orthodox priest, Serbian Orthodox, I guess. And so the Serbian Orthodox it takes great pains to say, now, now this is not Protestant, you know. Make sure <laughs> you understand <laughs> thinking well, Lewis didn't address himself to just one sector of Christianity. I mean, mere Christianity means he was uh, affiliating with the base, with the foundation, with the creeds that believe in the literal resurrection, the literal incarnation, that Jesus was fully God and fully man, as the, the ancient church uh, understood step by step. They came to this you know, universal understanding based on the, the scriptural evidence that what Jesus had declared was absolutely true. Well, getting back to the, the, the notion, Lewis had an idea, I think, of world missions that would make him thrilled and delighted to see what is underway to bring the good news of Christ through the writings of Lewis to the people of the Balkan nations. And uh, so I, I think that the time is right for us to put out. We've never done this. Nick, do you realize we, in, in our 15-plus years in um, broadcasting, the universe next door, we have not once made an appeal other than just like, you know, please support this program through your donation if you're blessed to it. So I'm just going to ask everyone, I don't know if we have this week 20,000, 30,000, maybe 50,000 people listening across our whole network of radio stations, but I've never done this before, so I'm going to do it now. I'm going to challenge everyone to prayerfully, if you are a Christ follower, and even if you just like the idea, even if you're not a Christ follower and you're just listening to us to see if we have evidence for God and Christ, we think that we're presenting at least a, somewhat of a case of that for uh, evidence of God every week on this program. But what I would say is that we have an opportunity working with the group in Serbia, in Belgrade, to do something astounding, and that is to see God raise up the funds to not only translate and secure the rights, that's the first step, but then actually publish in the next one year these five key books of C.S. Lewis and let them explode across those countries. There's actually, because the Serbian language is, is used in so many of those countries, there's five countries simultaneously that could be reached. I think that's pretty impressive. So um, I think the, the, the key is to just, if you want to send a gift, Physically, as a check, you can just send it to the address, which is located on our website at apologetics.org. And it's uh, 2430 Wellbuilt, 2430 Wellbuilt, W-E-L-B-I-L-T, Boulevard, 
and and that's in Trinity, Florida. Trinity, based on, of course um, on the name Trinity College, where the society is housed, a uh, Bible college, which is the uh, which uh, we have three alumni you may have heard of: Billy Graham, the Christian hip hop artist uh, KB, also known as Kevin Burgess in his real name, and of course uh, Burt Parsons, uh, successor to R.C. Sproul and uh, longtime editor of Table Talk magazine. So, by the way, I, I will reveal a truth that uh, both KB and Burke Parsons aced my Darwinism course, Darwinism Intelligent Design. So I hope they don't mind me revealing to the world that they got an A on that course. <laughs> they, really, they really tuned in and loved it. But what I was going to say today is that we have an opportunity for the, the works of C.S. Lewis. Now, let me just explain the C.S. Lewis uh, describes Christ as, as, in, as landing on enemy-held territory. This uh, quote is found in the book Mere Christianity. And he adds that every square inch of the universe is contested and counter-contested by Satan and Christ. And just think of all the square inches or square meters across, humanly speaking, in terms of souls, not just real estate, but persons, real eternal persons made in the image of God whom God is calling from sin into, into his own glory, his own forgiveness, his own exciting dynamic relationship across the countries of, of that Serbian peninsula, that whole area of the Balkans. And God can do a miracle. I mean, I can envision not just one, but many conferences across Serbia and Montenegro and um, you know, all the other countries that are affiliated uh, with that uh, Serbian language in the next couple of years. It is exciting to consider what what can happen as the real estate, the, the persons held captive by Satan can be released through the power of the Word of God as it is explained, as, as it is um, really imaginatively and logically addressed in the writings of C.S. Lewis. So um, I'm really thrilled with the opportunity to work with Samuel Petrovsky. And let me just uh, mention that if you have uh, an opportunity to read the, the book by C.S. Lewis, The Problem of Pain, um, mandatory reading is the chapter entitled The Goodness of God. And I believe that's uh, chapter three. I actually do not have that uh, book in front of me, but um, I have made con I've made copies of that book, and and God may cause uh, it says in that in that book because of His love for us, He may cause pain. You know, mere kindness tries to remove pain. I mean, you if you if you if you consider you know the putting down an animal who's 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 suffering pain. I mean, that's understandable, but when, when God comes to us, he sometimes actually produces pain because agape is a love that is strong, but it is directed to a goal, and God wants to change us, and he can even use pain in our lives to do that. So that powerful chapter, Goodness of God, for me to think of that chapter alone, going into the Serbian languages uh, and Serbian countries, the Serbian Peninsula countries, the Balkans just blows me away because then many, many people will understand the truth of God's love like they've never understood it before. And let me just mention one more thing, that there is not just one, but several books that have short writings by C.S. Lewis. 
And another one that I'm holding in my hand is called Christian Reflections. Christian Reflections. Uh, and so maybe we can do a separate program just on the, the incredible um, broad scale of genres that C.S. Lewis wrote on. But mainly what I want to just say is that God's bringing us an opportunity that is unparalleled. It's staggering. So I'm going to say let's give today. Everyone listening, I'm going to challenge you. Support the, the Balkans Ministry, Serbian Ministry Project today. Back to you, Nick. You know, it's just been such a blessing having C.S. Lewis's works in my life since I was a new believer. And even as a mature believer, I can't imagine what it would have been like uh, otherwise learning to understand the gospel. So I highly suggest that you give to this cause. It will be worth it a hundred times over. Well, thank you for listening to The Universe Next Door. If you have any questions or comments, email us at information at apologetics.org. We'll see you back here next week on The Universe Next Door.